Drunk Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen, from the Arizona Wine Monk. I'm here with good friend Cami Barnella, who you may or may not remember from the Petite Syrah DA Ranch Podcast. We're here with her gentleman caller, Jeremy. I don't remember your last name, but... That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> Be all shy and reticent. Um, or however you say that word. Anyway, tonight is a Petite Verdot night. And uh, what we're drinking tonight uh, to start is the Petit Verdot from Flying Leap Vineyards, uh, 2013. And then we've also got to compare another 2013. This time, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this one since you, it was oh. your provision for the evening. I don't know too much about it, but it's Runquist from Amador County. Um it is in California. It's a California one. So I just went and did their tasting room last year and did about nine different reds for their tasting, and all of them I thought were really good. Um, I think my palate has changed, which I still think it's really good, but I tried a few just last week with Kimberly Meyer and noticed there is a difference in, I think, hmm. what I can tell and what I can taste and what I can't. But it, we did try this, just a hair of it, and it was fine. Good. And good, still. No, I wouldn't have said, let's try it, if it wasn't. <laughs> sure, good. you're just pawning off the bad wine on me. I see how uh -huh. it is. Yep. And good food. This is true. She made this absolutely delicious Italian dish that was just... Well, we need lots of food because we're going to be drinking lots of wine after this. We've already had a Fantasca something or other from... Romania. I can't remember what it was, but it was good. Thank you, Mania. Oh. Uh, a Fedesco de Gallia, <laughs> which was really nice, light, easygoing wine. We prepped our Bordeaux palettes with a... Chateau Tagnac from St. Julian. Thank you. And now we're jumping into the Arizona Bordeaux. We're going to finish off with California, compare and contrast the two. So I like Petit Bordeaux uh, ever since I first encountered it. I can't remember where... I think it was, I think I first encountered a burning tree in the reflection. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's this? This is wonderful, dark and tannic and brooding like me. And uh, it's like, oh, it's Petit Verdot and Petit Saran. And it's just like, Petit what? I have the Michael David Petit Petit, which I love. Yeah. I haven't tried that yet, actually. I know, it's shocking, but one of these days. Or, or we could tack it onto the list of things we're going to be drinking tonight. Depends on how crazy the night gets, because I do have one. So on the nose, oh wow, this is intense. Like really rich, dark cedar and cassis and all these. It's just dark. What are you guys getting? I kind of get the cocoa, like dark chocolate, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on the cedar. Intense, uh, intense, like almost real bright berry. It's also got a little bit, uh, sort of like a pencil shaving thing, but that's actually pretty common for Petit Verdot. It's apparently one of their uh, varietal characteristics. Really? Specifically, Mark Barra sent me a, a bunch of information on this wine, and I love that he does that because I can ask him the weirdest questions about the wines that Flying Leap makes, and he'll have an answer for me at the drop of a hat, which is wonderful if you're a super huge geek like me. Who wants to know all the details about all the wines and all that goes into it. So specifically, he has two clones of Petit Verdot that he's growing. Uh, FPSO2 and PV400, which are both French clones. They're grafted onto Paulsen 1103 rootstock, which Mark says they really push the, it really pushes them in the hot soil. And that's, for me even, a little bit of... Stuff that I don't really know all that much about, so that's going to be something I'm going to learn more about this year is rootstocks and clones and, and that sort of things and grafting. Because I, I need to new, expand my horizons just from not just the varietal, but to look into the finer details and all that goes into it. Mm -hmm. um, the yield that year was a ton an acre. Um, so Flying Leap, they, they don't overcrop like some of the other vineyards do, and they're not aiming for quality of fruit rather than quantity. Yeah. Um, which I like, and it shows in the wines. I mean, we haven't even tasted this yet, and I'm... <laughs> oh, you did? 
Okay, so tell me, since you yeah, jumped the gun... Were we supposed to wait? Oh, no, not really. I just got He's side... He's just too busy talking, so he doesn't... I'm too busy it. opening my app. Yeah. <laughs> Another cool thing that Mark told me is that, according to the recent USDA survey, and I was mentioning this earlier, uh, Flying Leap grows about 50% of the total acreage of Petit Verdot in Arizona. Uh, but it's, they produce 90% of the Petit Verdot wine in Arizona. The reason for that is because they have uh, the highest vine density for that varietal in the state, which is 2,000 vines per acre. And from what I've heard, this is actually a pretty difficult vine to grow, and also the harvest, because the berries are very tiny, hence the name Petit Verdot, as opposed to Grosse Verdot, which is a varietal that no one really remembers anymore, apparently. Um, I don't even is know that, that much about. Right. Um, according to the Big Red Wine Book, uh, or as um, Cami calls it, the wine Bible. It looks exactly like the Bible. <laughs> it, it kind of is a, a, a wine Bible, for sure, um, as I scroll through it. It comes after F. G comes after F. I, I'm in the G <laughs> section, actually. Smartass. Two <laughs> peas in a pod. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gross Verdot, um, which according to this is a very minor dark-skinned variety inferior to Petit Verdot, so I guess that's why no one remembers it. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, going back to why it's difficult to grow, small berries, uh, as Mark says, you need like surgeon's hands to pick it, and as he was saying, on average, the pickers would pick 180 pounds of Grenache an hour, but that same guy, if he was harvesting the Petit Verdot, would be about 70, 80 pounds in an hour. So it's about half that, and so it's very, very hard yeah. to deal with. Um, but it's also apparently pretty easily damaged in the spring winds, too, because it can be pretty delicate. Um, and they grow it in their Wilcox? And it's 100% Wilcox fruit. Okay. It's their Block 1 vineyard. I also have the PDF information for it floating around somewhere, which I know tells me about the oak. At least I thought it did. Where did it... Really? It didn't... Anyway, I'll find it. Let's talk about how it uh, tastes before I bore all of you guys to tears. As you're staring into your glasses going, when are we going to no, drink I this? Oh my god, this is like sex except I'm having it. <laughs> what? Apparently stains your mustache pretty well too. There's no camera so it doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. There will be eventually. Wow. But just for a picture, not a picture. Yeah, we don't. The world does not seem need to see my petit verdot stained mustache. Or or do they? And your happy they new definitely year. Need to oh, see they the they do hat. need to see the happy new year hats. We are all uh, wearing our happy new year hats, getting well, ready for the new year. You guys are wearing tiaras. Let's be let's be straight. I'm a king. I don't care if I'm wearing uh, what you call, what you inferior plebs call a tiara. <laughs> ah, here we go. It's aged 12 months. Premium French oak barriques. So barrique is a larger barrel. You've got the barrels and then barriques. If I'm remembering okay, that correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the difference between a barrel and a barrique. Okay. Why does that matter? Well, uh, Barrique has more space, and so it ages that a little bit more delicately, apparently. Yes. Um, less space for evaporation. I'm assuming. Again, as much as I know about wine, there's a lot I don't know. Well, I, think, I think the bigger the bigger barrel, or uh, the Barrique, I think uh, you get less oak influence, like, or at least it's slower. It makes sense, because there's less surface area in contact with yeah. wine versus a smaller barrel. And I have seen a few of them in their tasting room in Elgin, too. Yeah, I love their tasting room in Elgin. I think it's my favorite out of all their, how many now? Six tasting rooms? Billion. Yes. When are the, Mark, Mark, when are you going to get one in the Verde? Come yeah, on. I'm just excited there's one at the Biltmore. Come on. Bring one to the Verde Valley. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pictures like, son of a bitch, you beat me by a day. You couldn't wait. 
Poor girl had no idea what was going to happen. When she found out who she was, who I was, she was like, oh, Mark warned me about you. I'm so did I. I was like, so my friend Cody's coming in tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, me and Eastlove from uh, LDV, mm-hmm. and actually Leo from Eridus, the winemaker there, was hanging oh, in Phoenix, cool. so she came along with us, and we had a wine-tasting extravaganza, and Excellent. all greeted the new the new song there, and all of us bought bottles and dragged them home. Mm-hmm. Dragged, they went willingly, come on, we all know this. Mm-hmm. Um, since I've been big on doing Arizona Mavedras lately, I finally grabbed a bottle of their Muved, which I really which love. And that next time I get there, I'm going to be getting another Petit Verdot to replace this one because yeah, it's been... I, I am going to cry when it's gone. Sorry. It's okay. Not sorry. <laughs> it should be shared. They're, so... uh, they're Tempranillo, though, too. I thought mm. it was phenomenal the other day. Even the dessert wine. I'm normally not big on dessert wines. That it's one was glorious. Good. No, I agree. There's going to be a review on that in the near future because... Yeah, I know. That one was super good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I have to take him to more Arizona places. Yes, you do. It's okay. This doesn't uh, take me out very often. No. <laughs> but this is just huge, bold, super tannic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Dark, too. It's... Yeah. Dark is the hearts of men. I'm Batman. Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> you like are tonight. It. You can be anything you want tonight. It's New Year's Eve. Then I want to be a billionaire. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? And then I could buy a nice plot of land, put a vineyard in, drive myself crazy, end up selling the vineyard and just focusing on being a wine critic again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the more I, I research, the more I think that this is probably what's going to result if I start a vineyard and I'm going to go crazy and be you like... you have to make decisions. Yeah, and I, I am a horrible decision maker. <laughs> I am among the most indecisive people I know. I know. <laughs> and you, yeah, you know this. Uh, what's a really good example where you were around for... For that, I'm trying to remember. There's something that we talked about after the Petit Sirah podcast. I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. And we were pretty sloshed. That's what a couple of bottles of wine will do. Well, I think it was just one and... Did I open a second one? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think either. I did, but I might have. I think we did. I don't remember. We had to have because yeah, I don't remember what it was. There's no way that the two glasses I had. Yeah. I wonder what it was. I'll have to look through my. I don't know. I know it wasn't a petite verdot because that was like the only petite. No. Sorry, I know it wasn't a petite Syrah. But I do find it funny that both my podcasts with you are both petites. (laughs) Petite Syrah and petite verdot, and Shorty Nick Shortyson has done them both. As long as you don't have as short a temper as you do in your height. Mm, nah, eh, nah. I just like to give people a hard time. I don't really have a temper. I know. I'm easygoing, but then like to give people crap, so. Well, I know. That's why I keep you around, because someone's got to, you know, dish it out to me. Mm-hmm. So that way I don't get a head like... A big head. big head. Oh, yeah. I'm all about squishing those. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. There's lots of mulberries, plum, vanilla, a little bit of cherry, cassis. I mentioned the tannins before, but I'm mentioning them again because they are monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big wine. You want... Uh, yeah, you want like... This is your Ron Swanson special wine. <gasps> it is! Oh my Gentlemen, God. ladies, I am eating a... 24 ounce porterhouse and a 15 ounce T-bone with a baked potato and bacon on top top with uh a cigar Uh with a Flying Leap 2013 Petit Verdot because this is America. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, this is a Ron Swanson wine. Oh, that's awesome. Now my kid just got a smile. (laughs) Since we mentioned Ron Swanson. His favorite person ever. He is pretty much my favorite character on that whole show. On TV, period. Oh, yeah. 
He's awesome. And he shares some of my views of politics, but we're not going to get there. Mostly just because I'm so tired of politics and I've adopted the Ron Swatchin approach of screw politics. There you go. Trump 2016. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> take that back. I take that toast back. <laughs> Shun. Shun. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, they should all crawl back under the bridge where they all came from. All of them. And from then. whence they came. From whence they came. Exactly. That's more of the way Go back, young trolls, to the bridge from whence ye came. Well, that's all we're going to say on politics there. God, this is amazing. I know. It does need a steak, though. Right? Steaks are pretty high. Uh-huh. We'll make some steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. I have a few in my freezer in Jerome, I but... Any steaks? They were sand- they're sandwich steaks, though. But, oh. So they're not, like, the best pairing for this. But I thought about bringing them down anyway, but I was like... I'm bringing wine and myself and fun. True. Cammy has fireworks. We're going to go make things explode after this, by we the way. We are. Either in the front yard or the backyard. Because yeah. I like watching things go kaboom. As long as they they're small. They don't really go kaboom. They go pssst. Where's my earth shattering kaboom? And things like shoot up from the ground. And then after it dies down, we throw it in a bucket of water so you don't start a fire. Yeah. Well, the point is I like shiny things that, that make... Lots of There's going to be lots light. of shiny. Ooh, shiny. Nice. And lots of loud... Crackling and popping. Popper, poppers. So, my living room is going to be full of confetti. Yay! By tomorrow morning. So, in... A few two minutes. hours. I really don't even want to move on to the next Petit Verdot. I know, me neither! <laughs> like, how... You should have started with the... should have started with the California one, yeah. See? I know. You opened up the wrong one. Or did I? Yes. Probably. <laughs> then we'll end up using the other one probably as cooking wine. <laughs> we might. And then just open up another different one. Or we, we could, could finish... We could do the Petit Petit. We could. And we could also uh, finish off the, uh, the Bordeaux, too. Yes. Oh, yeah, we have that too. Although uh, Petit Verdot is not grown as much in Bordeaux these days, and it's mostly a blending grape there, according to. Uh, I think it's always. Uh, it's Genesis always. Robinson. Like, There's yeah. a few. I think more America makes it. America. America yeah, what, what, makes uh, it more 100% than anything. Uh, according to this, uh, there are a few. Um, Mout Blanc uh, is, I guess, the only varietal Petit Verdot in France. But there's some in Languedoc, uh, Domaine Prégien, and I'm probably butchering that because my French is atrocious, and the Ravon. Hilariously enough, Kent Callaghan just posted on Facebook and Instagram uh, a Petit Verdot from Sicily that he was drinking, so clearly all the mines are synced up. Great minds think alike. Uh, Turkey actually is growing some Petit Verdot, and I did taste a varietal Petit Verdot while I was in Turkey, and it was darn tasty. Um, I like the Arizona one better. The Arizona one's better, I yeah. should say. Um, so originally there was going to be about a few more people here, and I was going to also bring in the 2012 yeah. from um, Lightning, Ridge. Lightning Ridge, and then a 20, another 2012 from Calibria Vineyard. Um, specifically Glomsky because there's a small block of Petit Verdot in that vineyard. Um, but no one else could come, and I thought that probably four Petit Verdots among three people would be a little bit much. So, yeah, we didn't. We'll just have to do another podcast. We well, can and probably will, assuming I don't drink them first while I'm on a Petit Verdot kick. So, according to legends uh, and stupid thought processes, well not necessarily stupid thought processes, but spirit of manifestation, what you're doing on New Year's Eve and what you're doing at the time of the New Year is what your next year is going to be like, so. So we're all going to be just drinking wine? Mm. Uh, sounds yeah. like 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I can't say I wouldn't like that at all. 
Mark, guys of Flying Leap, great job on this guy. Uh, if I gave numerical ratings on my wines, this would be like 99. I don't give hundreds. I'm one of yeah. those asshole professors. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has always been a favorite. Yeah. I think I asked him to open this one accidentally last time I was there. I asked him to open up a, one of them accidentally. Maybe this one was on their tasting menu, I don't remember. There was one I was like, if you accidentally open this up, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is always. Uh, I'm continuously impressed by everything Flying Leap does. They're, I will say this, they are one of the my five top favorite vineyards and wineries in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Not going to say any of those because I don't want anyone to be sad. But I will... S what? I said until after you turn it off. Until after I turn it off. And then I will <laughs> share my wisdom. I will share my wisdom. <laughs> if, if you want to share your favorites right now, go ahead. No, I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Um, these are one of my favorites. Yeah. And then, of course, Tumbleweed. Yeah, Tumbleweed is fantastic. Uh, so. We, okay. I did, I attempted to record a podcast... Um, with the uh, Little Franchi from 2012, which was, again, half Cabernet Franc, half Petit Verdot. Uh -huh. um, but that podcast got lost when my previous computer oh, died. No. So I got to recreate it with Tanat. Speaking of which, have you drank those, any of those? We had one. Which one? The French one. Oh, we had the other what did you think? It was super nice. good. So in that podcast, we drank uh, my bottle of the ink blot. And uh, the Caligan Tanat. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Nerded out about Star Wars and Dune. The which we can't do okay. because someone here hasn't seen it yet. We can talk about Dune all night long. Oh, Dune? Okay. Dune. You like Dune? Have you seen or read Dune? No. So oh you guys can talk. God. I can You need to. Do it's, I need to? Yes. So the first time I watched Dune was with my parents. I was probably 10 years old. And my parents got out a big whiteboard because they couldn't keep track of who the hell was, who <laughs> was going on. So they had a big The book is at least more static because TV. everything is yeah. written down. But yeah. yeah, the movie is crazy. Yeah. I liked a lot of the visuals. And, again, like, Wait, who is that? Oh, hold on. Let's check the whiteboard. Is it not I, the magnificent Baron Harkonnen? <laughs> See, okay, so we could talk about which Star Wars character this wine is. And we could talk about which character from Dune this one. Well, he's just not seen seven. He's seen one through six. Okay, and in Star Wars one through six, which one? Uh, which which one is this character? I may need to slow down. I don't know. Because it's dark, so it has to be like the Emperor. Could be, but it's also inherently good, unlike the Emperor. Well, true. So it's a dark. Darth Vader, maybe. Darth Vader, because. I mean, at the end, he was good. At the end, he was redeemed. But, so, I mean, that's cliche and kind of the easy choice, though, yeah. too. But. I'd have to say it's, uh, it's Boba Fett. It's, why? Because it's one of my favorites. <laughs> ah! Lame. <laughs> Ouch. I, I was hoping for this thing, like, well, yeah, he's a bounty hunter, Howard on his life. Ooh. He's a bounty hunter hard on his life because his dad was murdered in front of him. Well, no, I'm thinking, speaking of shady <laughs> characters who've done weird things and carried a lot of stuff and managed to get through that one system within 12 parsecs. Han Solo? Han Solo. That's my vote for this one. It's Han Solo. I was going to say Chewbacca just... <laughs> <laughs> and Mark listening to this is just going... about the Han Solo. Okay. I don't know about comparing, I don't know about saying what Star Wars character a wine is. I'm <gasps> kind of confused about that part. He's heresy! <laughs> you just think of the qualities of the wine. Just like the first thing, characteristics. for me, I like to personify the wines I drink. Gotcha. Um, that's just how my brain works. It's the weirdest synesthesia ever. Uh, and so that's again why I'm he all my... 
And I think of people's one too. Let's, hence the question that led you guys to meet, I guess, or something of that sort. Yeah. Yes. Would you could to tell that story? No. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. So I was saying, uh, after some thought, that Cami was a Garganega, um, which is an Italian white grape that's mostly in Suave. And I don't really know the rest of it because I wasn't there. So then I went to show wine and tried to find one. And there he was. I just happened to be there. Yep. So he helped me find myself <laughs> on the shelves. And then the rest is history. Yes, this poor little woman was wandering around. <laughs> help, me, help me find myself. <laughs> oh, well. Who is this crazy lady? And how many she bottles of wine has she already had? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so since you and I have seen in Red Dune... This is, this is how we roll. Wow. This is how we you roll in the Shire, the bitches. Go with the flow. That's right. <laughs> Gotta add the bitches just to make sure that... That's like, how we roll in the Shire, bitches. Uh-huh. Makes you feel a little bit more manly than just saying roll in the Shire. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just... Along for the ride? Huh? Along for the wine. Ah. Yeah, save this for after. Yeah, we're going to be drinking that a lot later. I so, did bring that one, though, Excellent. Just in case. Just in case we decide that it's the... It's more Syrah than Verdot, but at least it's petite like me. Aww. It is one of my favorites. <laughs> and also, hilariously enough, as Isla pointed out, none of the petites are petite in terms of the wines. No! Just like me. You know, I... Petite Syrah, dark brooding tannic, and Petite Verdot, dark brooding tannic. Yep. Oh, Just a like little me. bit of sediment. Ooh. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Thank you, sir. Whoa, it's lighter in color. Look. Uh... But look how... Okay, let me pour in my glass. I don't see it. So it's about the same amount. Just a To me, it's... I think it's your angle. Could be. Really? Or it's my angle. I guess they are about the same shade. Yeah. For a second, okay. it did look a lot lighter. Yeah. I was like, whoa! I wonder why. I think the oak on this one... I We couldn't look... We tried to find what barrels they used. And we couldn't find it. Like, Why didn't we call them? Because... Well, I guess we can't call them now, but... We look, We tried to look on their website when we were at the wine bar. And it didn't really say. Why didn't you do the prep work on this one, Ken? Well, no, actually, this is from San Stanislaw County? I think that's Stanislaw? where they grew their grapes. Makes sense. So, yes. So, their tasting room, at least is in Amador County. I think I saw... Let's see if it's even in my... You already looked for this. Um, like, certain grapes are grown in certain counties, and they have a few different vineyards, I believe. And of course, the Big Red Wine Book has nothing to say about Petit Verdot in Arizona. Um, <laughs> But then again, Francis Robinson, for some reason, doesn't really comment on anything in Arizona except the Cabernet Pfeffer that was at Page Springs Vineyard that was torn out years ago. Cabernet what? Pfeffer. It's a varietal of Cabernet, and I don't know much about it. Other than the name, it's actually supposed to be peppery, even though it's named after some guy named Pfeffer. And it's gone now from Page Springs. I've never tasted one. I don't know really anything more about it. So by the end of the night, are you going to tell me what grape I am, Cody? Uh, maybe. You have to ask. You have to actually talk. Yeah. Say I'm more talking. than like You're starting words. to. Got a couple glasses of wine in me. Uh, yeah. A, I'm guessing American oak on this. Hmm. It's 
judging by uh, yeah. the nose. How it's strong and everything. Instead of, it's, it's not less, like a Hungarian neutrally. I think this one is less tannic. Yeah, and definitely American oak characteristics on the finish. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. California likes to use American oak. And it does provide more of that overtly blunt oak flavor. Which is a lot of California. Yeah. Um, one of the few exceptions that I found is the Paso Robles area. And, but they're also doing a lot of rones, and rones and American oak typically don't work well. Together. Yeah. And they're not good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is not as good as the Flying Leap. No, but it's not, well, hopefully it's not bad. It's not bad, uh, no. A bad Petit, Petit Verdot is kind of like a lot of things in life, like pizza or intimate relations. He has his earphones on, you can say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, even if it's bad, it's still better than none at all. Yes. And this is not bad. It's just not as good as Petit Verdot. And Kent commented that uh, the Sicilian Petit Verdot that he had blew yeah. the flying leap out of the water. <gasps> so we need one of those. So yes, we need one of those so too. I will go stalk him so we can get a... I don't know where he got it from. I don't know Probably either. from... He was in Italy a while ago. Yeah, I, I imagine that's probably where he got it. I'll have to ask him. Damn it. But so Sicilians, uh, they don't have um, laws governing wet grapes, obviously. I guess not. Not like Or at least... Not like... Well, Italy, maybe it's Italy just... you would have to call it a table wine. Maybe it is a table wine. Maybe yeah. it's like their equivalent of a super Sicilian or something. I don't know. Again... Super Sicilian. <laughs> I know it's a super serious argument. But actually, no. Supercilium is, I think, an avian biology term for an eyebrow and a bird or something. I can't remember. It's been so long <coughs> since I've. I think I was lost. Half but supercilium sounds like it would be like a, a fancy word for like facetious or something. All right, yes. It's time to fact check you, Cody. Okay. You're googling him. Okay. If you can figure out how to spell it, be my guess. Because <laughs> I don't know how to spell it either. <laughs> Super C-I? I, I would say S-C-I, but maybe... Super Silius. Oh, is it, is it showing up? Yep. Okay, what is it? It's how wrong am I? Or looking as though one thinks one is superior to others. Oh! oh. I must have heard that word in that context and then decided to use it properly. <laughs> It's kind of disturbing. What else is lurking in my brain that I don't know is there? Uh-oh. Uh, uh, so someone was accusing you of being supercilious? Probably. I don't know. I uh, think the fact that they would know the word would mean they're they supercilious. Right. Uh, probably. I would. So when you say, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's like, is he just mocking me because he doesn't know, or does he actually know what this word means? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, Christina is the girl from England. We're kind of chatting loosely, and it's hard to do anything seriously when you're a continent away anyway. Uh-huh. Um, is she I, from England or just over? She's originally from Texas, but Texas. moved over uh, when she was young with her mother as a result of a marriage visa on her mother's side or something of that sort. Okay. Uh, that's neither here nor Does she have the accent? She does, actually. Okay. Despite being originally from Texas. Oh, yeah. So. But it's not a, it, it's, it sounds to me very British, but I'm sure someone who's from Britain would be like, that's not British at all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's neither here nor there. No, it's there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Still didn't win the two bottles of Stella, though. Nope. <laughs> Cheers. So, should we go into that? You can, I don't care. We so, did, we started on here, we might as well finish This is true. Here. So... After our petite Syrah podcast, we were both bemoaning our single lives at the time. And I said that we should start a wager that the first person to go on five dates with the same person, i.e. then it's gotten kind of serious or serious enough to like 
say something on Facebook at least. Um, Facebook serious, I guess. We're not Facebook serious. Well, <laughs> not quite. The point is serious enough Don't to touch be. Me. <laughs> We're friends on Facebook. Okay, that's true. Anyway, the point is a level of seriousness as opposed to like a casual, more than casual dating, if not Facebook yes. serious. There we yes. go. Okay. Um, so the idea being is that it's like a quasi relationship or a relationship or whatever you want to call no, it. it. Where you use the G word. Yes. And the B word. Yeah. Basically, boyfriend, girlfriend. There we go. <laughs> there we As I go around 10 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck to call this and to categorize it, to bring it out. Way to be supercilious, bro. <laughs> it all comes from full circle. Circle of podcast. Anyway, the point was whoever won would receive one in fluffy air quotes. Um, would receive two bottles of tanat from the other person. And I went on one first date with someone that never called me back, and then another first date with someone who kept pushing a date to later and later until they just stopped talking to me, uh, which was fine because it's like, clearly you're not interested. I'm just waiting for you to kill this. Oh, you're not? You're just going to walk away? Okay, fine. Way to go. Go ahead and ghost me, girl. I don't care. I've got better things to do, like drink Petit Verdot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Cammy wins, <laughs> more or less within like a month after the wager is made, while well, I'm still putzing around trying to get date number two. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was kind of weird. Our first date was after our podcast, so it wasn't like... it. Was like a good week and a half after our podcast was our first date. <laughs> so it wasn't like I had him on the... Like, I wasn't shystering you. Yeah. Or thinking, oh, yeah, we'll do this bet, and I have this guy I've been talking I've got tonots. Yeah. Uh, I'll do anything for some tonots. Exactly. But I did have to tell I'll him about... I'll do anything the, for tonots. I did tell him about the bet, though. But I won't do that. <laughs> and then he was like, after date five, am I totally out? And I was like, yep. <laughs> So I am getting the pencil shavings on here, but yes. it's the, I'm not getting much in the way of fruit on the nose of this no, one. No, it's more the wood. More of the wood the and the oak. Oak and everything, yep. And so, and like I was saying, Kimberly and I went to a wine bar that had like four Runquists on their by the glass list, which was awesome, you know, especially for someone, you know, it's not just your normal. Yeah. Which wine bar? Um, it was Divine. Okay, I haven't been there, so. Yeah, the right that one. That was where we were supposed no, to go No, the correct one. Day. Yeah, but we went to the right one, Kimberly and I. So it was the real one. <laughs> Apparently we went to the wrong one. Oh. There's two places called Divine that are all in, like, the southern Chandler area. Huh. So our first date, I was like, hey... There's some Runquist, which I really do like, and, you know, they have some by the glass, let's meet. So we go to this place, and it says it's closed at 6 p.m. And I was like, what? The place closes at 6. So we end up just going to the living room on Queen Creek and Price. Okay. Because at least that's, like, on my way home, and it's close, and it's not too far from where we were supposed to go. Um, but apparently we went to the wrong one, because then Kimberly and I went to the right one, and it's open until like 9 or 10. And so they didn't do, they let us do a little tasting of all four of them. We sweet-talked them into saying, Aww. can we just have a little taste of all of them? Just the sip, just to see what it tastes like. Yep, just, yep. <laughs> just see how it feels. <laughs> just the sip. Um. <laughs> oh, baby, that carbonic maceration. Extended soaking on the skin. I get it, but I'm still just looking at you. Um, Most people do that. They just are like. But we did notice that I think they use the same barrels. Makes sense. In all of their wines. 
because you, all of them, they had that little difference, like grape taste, but they all had that big, heavy oak. wood, oak taste to all of them. Because we tried, I think, Cab Franc, Barbera, Petit Verdot, and another one I can't Tanat? No. No, I had the Tanat here. I tried the Tanat here. That's the one I bought from the tasting room. Oh, uh -huh. okay. That was before I even really knew how much I loved Tanat. But when I did the tasting, I was like, oh, oh this was great. Where like, did I first introduce... It was Tumbleweed. Tumbleweeds was the very first Tanat I ever had. <laughs> and it was before I was categorizing my varietals. Mm -hmm. um, so it was the first Tanat I tasted. My varietal Tanat for my checklist was uh, a French Tanat. Mm -hmm. uh, 2009. And, oh my god. Dark, brooding, tannic. Even then, even after almost... 13. Was it 13? No, 14. So that was six years, and it was still super dark, super tanning. It was like oh, wow. drinking like Turkish or Ottoman coffee that had fruit syrup in it. Ooh. That's how tannic it was, and I'm like, oh my god. Uh-huh. And Bree and Aaron uh, brought it by. And they're doing their own label starting this year. Uh, um, not Odyssey. Oddity Cellars, I think, is the name. That they're going to be doing, I'm, okay. I'm, but I'm looking forward to... Are they doing it through the co-op? They're doing it through the co-op. Okay. So I'm looking forward to oh, seeing those cool. in the long run. Yeah. Uh, and of course, doing a podcast with them the minute that their bottles are released. Really yeah. Hey, guys. Let's drink. Yeah. yeah that would be good. They tried to make us in uh, a couple years ago. Or not a couple years ago. Maybe it was two years ago, but it just didn't work so well. Because mm -hmm. Zinn in Arizona is always a losing proposition. Yeah, by I was going to say, I know that. And there, a was a guy, the there was a guy basically growing Zinn vines in his property near Sedona. And that's how they got the grapes. Gotcha. And, I have a grapevine in my backyard. It's oh. just Thompson Seedless. Uh, or if you want to be fancy. Oh, is it a real... It's known in Turkey, and I had a, this in a couple blends... As Sultanaya? Uh, sure. Let me, let me look at then it. Then I have one of those in my backyard. As comes oh. after R. And before T. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm thinking since I am now going to like... Sultanaya, yeah. The world's most widely planted light-skinned variety... The Sultana grape is only rarely used for wine. Yeah, because it's sweet and it's... But in the, in the U.S., it's known as Thompson Seedless. Gotcha. Um, so it is a variety on the Big Red Book. Wow! So is Concord, and a friend of mine gave me oh. a Concord vine. Oh, that's sweet. It will be. <laughs> exactly. Because it's Concord. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but I planted, like, I did something in my backyard for grapes, but now I think I want to maybe do some wine grapes. Well, um, I have a petite Verdot vine that needs to be planted next year. Okay, but you just said it's hard to grow, and I am not a green thumb. Okay, well then that's... I can try. I can attempt. I will take good care of it, but I can't guarantee that... I also have three Cabernet Franc vines. Yeah. Uh, two to not Budwood vines. We'll see how they survive the winter if they yeah. grow again. I'll be honest, I was going to talk to Jeff and be like... Hendrix. Be like, <laughs> if you're ordering any vines. I really want an easy one to grow in my backyard and take care of. Well, the person you're also going to want to. That's the thing. Oh, he knows all. Yeah. You might want to look into propagating from budwood. It could probably be a little bit easier. Uh -huh. From who? Well, I wasn't going to propagate from him. I was just going to ask him his opinion since he knows oh. a lot about Well, I meant if you actually want to grow one, um, find someone who's pruning. Uh, grape vines and ask them for a couple sprigs okay. of budwood. And okay. Gotcha. Since no one else is growing here in Maricopa, I don't think anyone will be like, no. Yeah. I was going to talk to Mark, too. If I was going to go with a grape here, and if you wanted to make, I don't know, I would probably go with Barbera here, or Merlot, if you want a red. Mm -hmm. Let's eat. 
Well, Barbera can be difficult from what I've heard, from what Gary has told me, um, but Merlot seems to be pretty... Mm -hmm. Again, this is what I've heard. I could be talking out of my ass. Yeah. What I I've heard Tempranillo is pretty... Pretty easy going, Easy too. going, too. And so that's what I was thinking. Tempranillo and Merlot would probably be... So I was like... In terms of easy going. Yeah. But I figured next time I was up at Tumbleweed or something, I'd be like, so... Jeff. Dot, dot, Come dot. over here, Hendrix, and come visit. Share and, with me your wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> so, and try to do that. Because I do have a, a whole, like, spot for it, but one Thompson Seedless. You had an aerator floating around here earlier, right? Yeah, it's right here. Um, I want to try something. To see if it's better there. Yeah. It might be. I'm going to try the California through the aerator. It's also a hilarious noise that it makes. <laughs> that... It's like the weirdest snore ever. It's less woody on the nose now. Take a take a whiff. It's still yeah. It's still not as good on the nose as the petite for, or go from uh, Flying Leap. No, was, I agree. Though. But Flying Leap is one of my favorites. Yeah. Again, like, Ever. like I've said, like, they're they're one of my favorite wineries in Arizona. Period. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's good. It's satisfying, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Wow! That's why we left half of the wine yeah, in the bottle. We're going to return to that here momentarily. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we finish our... Uh, we don't have to finish that. We can. Put I meant finish it. our glasses. Oh, okay, good. I wasn't going to say we finish this bottle first. No. 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 no, 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 no. I can make some good stew out of it or something. I mean, it's not bad. It's a good no, wine good. to drink. But it's... And it, it would be good to cook with because they this say is... don't cook with anything you wouldn't drink. Mm -hmm. And, and I would drink that. And I think uh, it could be that this is a wine that definitely needs food to shine with it, too. That could um, be it, too. And that could be something that we're lacking, <laughs> like some sort of like stew or chili, I think, uh -huh. with this one. Ooh, yeah, a good beef stew might. A good beef stew with this one versus the steak with uh, the Ron Swanson <laughs> special with the, uh, the flying meat. Uh -huh. Um... I do love Ron Swanson. I, I, I really have this urge to watch all of the best of Ron Swanson videos on oh, YouTube right now. I'm sure we right can now. YouTube it. Yeah, I, I've seen them. <laughs> Did you see that there was a Ron Swanson Yule log? Yes! Just him sitting, sipping whiskey, whiskey for 45 minutes. They made it into a 10-hour thing, too. So there's a 45-minute version and then a 10-hour version of it. And so then we watched it. Okay, you know what we need? We need someone to do that with some Arizona wine. We need, like... Who is a Ron Swanson of Arizona wine? Well, not necessarily Ron Swanson, but someone who's definitely eye candy. You think Ron Swanson is eye candy? Okay, For okay. a lot... <laughs> do it, okay? For half of the women I know, they would be like, oh my god, Ron Swanson, if he was real and Agreed. single. Proud. So, for some reason, lie. women love him, and I don't know why. It's Which his, gives me hope. It's his voice and his manliness mm. and his give-a-crap attitude. Just because I drink wine and know about it doesn't mean I'm not manly. I was, I was accused of being gay in the tasting room once. Which is very entertaining because it's like, A, why is that suddenly an accusation? Do you talk about poems? No. And girls? And other things? No. Okay. I was talking about wine. Okay. Well, then that's done. Yeah. Did you have your t-shirt tied up so that she's <laughs> No, I did not. But it's just like, I'm sorry, just because I'm more cultured than you does not mean that... Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Were they Republicans? I have no idea. I don't usually get involved in politics in the taste room. It's a good thing. Unless, yeah. And, and if they ask me, it's usually, I'm a diehard monarchist, so... Your views don't matter to me because everybody else is wrong. God save the king slash queen. 
who shall come from across the sea to rule over us once again. Yeah. When the times and stars are right. Yeah. When the king overthrows this in... In... Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot. Anyway, the point is... I, I try to be as silly about it as possible whenever someone brings up in the taste room because I hate talking politics Me by too. large. Me too. It's small talk. And everyone has all their... Uh, yeah, I just no one has ever changed their view listening to a political argument. Nope. Nope. It's like reading YouTube comments. Yeah. Here, this, here's that. You have nothing. Are you? Gonna... I'm just gonna say I could pour you some petite for dough from the other. Okay. Chefs. He's taking one for the team. I.e., his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's less I have to cook with or drink. Well, speaking of things that we're going to be drinking, um, we're going to finish off the uh, Flying Leap Petit Verdot here, um, and we're going to leave you. Um, yes. Even though this will not air before uh, New Year's, because obviously we're recording it now, and we've got, what, an hour and a half to go? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look at you. An hour and a half to go before the New Year. Um, so hopefully... Um, this will be posted before February. We'll find out if that actually happens or not. Um, but um, wishing you now, even though you won't hear this until then, Happy New Year from the Arizona Wine Monk and friends. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Or as I once was recorded saying on film when I was about three, Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, I was an adorable fucking kid. What the hell happened? Yeah, that's what happens all the time. Well, until next year, well... Yeah, I know this is the last one of 2015. Yeah, this will be the last recorded podcast of 2015. Yeah! See you guys in the flip side next year. May your year be filled with wonderful, wonderful Arizona wine, fantastic food, fantastic people, fantastic things. God be with you all. God slash whatever deity you worship and or And may science. the force be with you. Right. <laughs> and the force be with you. Amen. <laughs> and with your spirit. And and also God bless us, everyone. Oh, tiny Tim. Petite Tim. <laughs> petite Tim. Petite Tim. Just to go with the petite verdot. Uh, can I have some more petite verdot? <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>